modeling career to the next level and start acting. But I wonder what's going to happen with the family dynamics now that Ethan is not talking to his family. And, you know, they've always put the blame on his wife for ruining everything. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me and I am your host Angelica. This is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything so sit back and enjoy the show. and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me i just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in if it's your first time this is a podcast that talks about literally a little bit of everything thank you to my veteran listeners thank you so much for all of your support and today i'm doing another segment of shows i've watched in the month of june july and august because so much came out and i decided to kind of get out of my comfort zone a little bit and see what interests me so let me start with the olympics let's just start off with the olympics this olympics was kind of hard to watch because again it was in tokyo time difference was completely out of whack i felt like i had to get up well, I was already up early for work, so you were able to watch some of the some of the uh, coverage and some of the games, but you had to go through repeats throughout the day, which kind of felt useless to me. I want to see it live. I want to be able to, you know, see the winnings happening live in action. And I'm not the person to watch the rerun or the repeat at this point when you hear and see on the news and on social media, like, oh, this person won gold, this person won bronze, this person won this and that. So it was really hard to watch. And I felt like not many people tuned in because again, of the time zone. I'm on the Eastern Standard Time, so going into Tokyo time, it was like game started at 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning, and then at 3 throughout all the way through, what, 8 a.m., so <laughs> that was a bit difficult. I, ha- I hope you guys had a chance to cheer on for your country and your favorite uh, athletes through the Olympic Games, but my interest was track and fields because I was part of the track team uh, growing up of I've always been a long distance runner, short distance, relay, shock put, high jump. Exactly, high jump. For those who have met me, I'm 5'4", and I was a pretty good high jumper. Not a great long jumper, but a high jumper I was. So those were of interest. Uh, Gymnastics a little bit. Um, The speed walking, I didn't have a chance to watch it, which was unfortunate. Um... The other one was, I'm trying to think here, soccer was a big thing for me, especially the women's team Canada. They did come out and get a gold, which I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And I'm glad the game went on for quite some time because you were able to catch those moments live. So I'm so happy for Team Canada's uh, soccer team taking gold. They made history. And especially for Christine St. Clair, who's the captain. She's been on this team for such a long time, very dedicated to her country. And here she is, right? So I did have a chance to watch some of the Olympic Games. I hope you guys were too. I know, I don't, I think it's in Paris, so it's not so bad with the time difference. It is obviously eight hours, but not as bad as Tokyo time. But 
You know, this Olympics kind of reminded me of working at Pan Am Games, which I'll talk about more later on in the segment of the month in review. But um, I hope you guys had a chance to watch some of the games. Moving on from the Olympics, let's go into these Netflix shows that I decided to like <laughs> try out, so to say. I watched Love is Blind. Was it last year? I think it was last year or the beginning of the year. And I went back into it because they released some bonus content, some reunions, where are they now, some anniversary party. Damn, I gotta say, what a crap show. Especially with Damien and the other girl, which I forgot that he ended up calling off the wedding and... Uh, <laughs> They need to, they need to just split up. Let's face it. They need to split up. Like they're done. Uh, Jen, who reminds me a little bit of Darcy from 90 Fiance about the, uh, the Barretts, the Barretts, sorry. Um, she always wanted him so badly and the camera really focused on her so much that I was just like, this is brutal. But I, I just don't like Jen. I don't like her. I don't, she's try to, you know, say, hey, if this relationship doesn't work out, you know, I'm always here for you while she was engaged with the other guy. But I just like total crap show reunion. So much drama, which is obviously what you look for. There is a another season of Love is Blind. And if you guys are wondering what it is, if you guys you know, if you've got Netflix, definitely watch season one. I definitely recommend it. So singles try to find a match and fall in love without ever seeing each other face to face as emotional connection attempts to conquer physical attraction. So the first episode aired on February 13 of last year and I ended up watching it at the beginning of the year because I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is something I'm interested in. Uh, so I really, the, the, the Barnetts, I call them the Barnetts because this, they're, they're meant for each other. They really were meant for each other. You get to see what was going on and um, why, you know, what happened throughout their two years of being together. And I really love the couple that's really winning this this whole experiment. Um, so Cameron and, um, as I'm trying to pull this up, Cameron and... Oh my gosh, what's her name again? I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to figure out this this name. You guys are probably like shouting like, it's it's this person. <laughs> um, it is Cameron. Oh my gosh, Cameron. They better put, who are you in love with? Lauren, there we go. <laughs> so Google up to date that. Yeah, so Cameron and Lauren are my favorite. They are super awesome. It's nice to see their families really come together. They've released a book. They're living together. They're having such a great time. So yeah, and I keep saying Jenna. It's not Jenna. It's actually Jessica. She was the one that really like, oh my gosh, why even show up to the reunion? But I guess they're getting some sort of little paycheck if they show up and cause some drama. So who knows? It was nice to see the previous cast who couldn't find love or called off their engagements and kind of see what was happening with them. But overall, the bonus content was really good. If you're looking for some drama and seeing what's happening, and if you want to yell at your TV for a little bit, then definitely watch the show. So Love is Blind is on Netflix. 
The other show I ended up watching was, I binged it actually, was Explained. You know, Explained is pretty much behind the scenes of putting the spotlight on topical issues that impact people's lives. It's a docuseries on Netflix, which features episodes that generally range from 15 to 20 minutes in length and aims to dig deeper into topics and questions of ideas that are often part of our daily news cycle. And among these subjects covered in the rise of Cairo currency why diets fail and the world of k-pop music and so much more so i ended up starting to dive into the explained series because i got to learn so much uh, a lot especially like diamonds the k-pop group why diets fail they talk about um the whole pandemic and stuff like that they get into really good uh topics especially like sugar and what is sugar and how it's formed and they give you the history of it so i really love that so much and i really binge watch all of it and i recommend it to people who are interested in learning more about like the odd things that you don't expect and why yoga pants were invented and how athleisure became this whole popular thing so I definitely recommend it if you are interested in learning more. The other show on Netflix is called The Parisian. I'm, I'm, an, I'm sorry if I mispronounce it. The Parisian Agency. Now this one you really got to read on your television screen. So it's a reality TV series that follows the Kretz family and their luxury property business as they help clients buy and sell fabulous homes in France and abroad. So I wanted to branch out a little bit. I love real estate. I love watching all that stuff, but this one's a little bit different. This is not your typical your typical selling sunset, which I cannot wait for it to arrive in Canada. And I hope by then <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming soon. Um, but this one in particular, it, like I said, it's not like, um, you know, those popular shows that we see on Bravo with New York, LA and Miami. I forgot what it's called again, because I don't have the, the exclusive channel anymore. Cause I dropped uh, my package in, in cable and kind of went with the basic stuff because it's just like crazy how much they charge for like these specific channels to have these shows, especially the Bravo ones. So this one is really focused on the family, how they work together, how the mom and dad started, how they work at home and how the kids get involved in real estate and how they help clients really find those luxury homes. And we're talking about like $2 million, $6 million budgets, even $10 million. Do I recommend it? If you can, if you understand French, then by all means, but for myself to constantly be reading and seeing like, okay, he said this and he said that and she said this, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is like way too much. It's like exhausting my brain here. (laughs) So I did like, because of the architecture, I love architecture, especially old architecture, historic architecture, especially in Paris. And I got to see a little bit of Paris and modern, how some people are modernizing their homes and I just felt like this is not really a show that I can just sit there and admire the architecture because I'm busy reading the subtitles. I'm pretty sure you were able to change the audio, but I just wanted to really read the subtitles if it made any difference. But of course, it was a lot difficult and I didn't really fully uh, really finish the the season. But, you know, if you're into architecture and you're able to you know, just read and look at the same time, (laughs) then by all means, go ahead, try it out. It's, it's not bad of a show. 
The other show that I started watching, um, which I haven't finished again, another one, was The World's Amazing Vacation Rentals. And there is a similar face. So what it is, is with an eye of every budget, three travelers visit exclusive, uh, sorry, visit rental vacation rentals around the globe and share their expert tips and tricks. So Louise Ortiz, who was on the popular real estate show, um, how can we forget him? He was on, as I'm trying to remember what these shows are again, he was on Million Dollar Listing uh, New York. And then there's another person called Megan but Batoon and Joe Franco. I don't remember what they did. I think one of them's an influencer and one of them is interior designer and somebody else. So they travel to certain hotspots to give you the budget-friendly uh, vacation rental, the luxury, and the mediocre. And I had to stop watching it because all I wanted to do is travel. And since you're still not able to travel abroad when everything that's holding on, going on in the world, I was just like... I need to stop the show. I just cannot do it. I really couldn't. It was just like, <laughs> I can't. It was so nice to see some parts of the world, but I was like, I just can't. It's just, I just want to travel so bad. So I couldn't really finish it. And I'll be honest with you, it was really hard to watch it because all you want to do is travel and it's been a while. The next show, would I recommend it before I move on? Uh, yeah, definitely. So you can have like a little bucket list going and seeing how you can save money on these amazing exotic places. Now, the next show is my unorthodox life. Oh my gosh. Did I like it? Yes, I loved it. I binge watched the whole thing and my unorthodox life, for those who are wondering, it's a personal and professional life of the fashion mogul Julia Hart, a former member of an ultra-orthodox Jewish community. So they released nine episodes of it and they basically talk about her life and her life outside of this orthodox life that she had and how she be conquered the world and became a CEO of the elite world group and you we see her kids and how they're transitioning and from the life that they had to the life that they have now and all of that stuff I gotta say I'm not going to talk about the religion of it because I clearly I'm not educated and I choose not to talk about it because I don't like to talk about religion especially on the podcast but I do have to say is that this woman at a really late age decided to grab her stuff and get out there and really become a name for herself and give the life that she wants to her children. And it's so empowering looking at it as a woman perspective of her wanting to better herself and create something for herself because that's the message that I was actually, you know, looking at. And the fact that she took a risk of not being able to talk to any of her family members, um, especially her extended family, and decided, you know what, I need to build my own life. I cannot be the, just this person that I'm told to be and be this mom and be this woman that I'm told to be. I want to do something more and do something better for myself. And that's what I was looking at it as that she was able at a young, at a young age, sorry, at a later on in life age to leave her family, to, to really build an empire and take over world elite world 
and make something out of herself. And that's the biggest message I got from that. It's a huge empowerment for me because we're always striving to become better and see what else we can do to provide for our families. So for me, that was just like, I love this woman. I need to meet her. I need to see what steps she took to get to where she needs to be and how she helps everybody in her family and how it takes a lot of hard work to become successful. So definitely a lot of luxury stuff they have that I'm like, damn, her apartment and everything, her penthouse. I was just like, wow, like, you know, you made it when it's like, seriously, do I recommend it? I do just to get it, you know, her perspective and her story of what she's been through and what she's currently working on, what she's established and accomplished that I'm like, oh my gosh, this woman is like, this woman is such an inspiration and you know, it, it really tells me that no matter what age you can still, you know, work your butt off and accomplish your goals and your dreams, really. So that's it for the Netflix shows. And I'm going to move on to Apple TV, which Ted Lasso is back. Ted Lasso, guys. Oh my gosh. Season two is back. I'm so excited. So Ted Lasso, for those who don't know, it's on Apple TV. It's a small time football coach. Ted Lasso is hired to coach a professional soccer team in England, despite having no experience of coaching soccer. So this is season two and I'm glad they released the season two. And so far, everything has been so amazing. I'm so happy with season two so far. And it's... You guys just got to watch it. It's very comical, but also there's a lot of life lessons involved with Ted Lasso. And I don't want to go into it too much because I may just take up the whole entire hour, which I don't want to because I, I really appreciate your time that you guys give into listening to the podcast. But Ted Lasso gives me that message of failure, taking on challenges, taking risks, and really seeing where you can take yourself and to really prove that you can still do it no matter what the outcome is. And you learn about different people and especially when it comes to coaching and how this team has really grown to appreciate and, 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 and really take in what he's trying to teach this team. And the, the characters clash, of course, in season one, season two, some of them do come back and you know, there's, there's so much involved with it, which I really like. So they really did such a great job. I do recommend it. It is rated as 94% with Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty fantastic. Um, of course, Google users claimed to love the show and it's about 96% and IMDB is 8.7 out of 10. So if you guys are able to watch an Apple TV, definitely take advantage I really love it. And I heard the morning morning show is coming back for a second season. So I'm excited for that too. Moving on. So MTV The Hills came back again for another season. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot do the Spidey anymore. They, for people who preach the crystal universe, hey, I love crystals. I use them. They help me to a certain extent, of course. You guys can choose who, whatever to believe in what you think is best for you and what works, but that the crystals work for me if you know how to use them. But for the Spidey couple, they cause drama. They don't want to accept that they're, they're in the wrong 
They are always right in their heads and they always cause conflict and issues. And I'm just like, you have this business of selling crystals, but yet what's going on here? There's something wrong here. You're, you're just, I, it doesn't make sense to me. This season was just, it wasn't bad. Um, it was great to see everybody getting along. Well, except for Spidey and Jason and his wife, they have, they're currently in the season having a baby. Then you see Caitlin, uh, getting out there and trying to get back into the dating scene. Um, and she gets pregnant with this other guy that she's with, which his name is Chris and her trying to have a hard time telling Brody because Brody has been in her life for such a long time. And he gets annoyed at the fact that, you know, you see her, Oh, why'd you tell me you were seeing someone? Why'd you tell me you were seeing something? Like you don't have any consideration for my feelings. But then when she gets pregnant and starts to move out with this guy, Chris, it's like, everybody knows about it, but you didn't tell Brody. How is he the last person to know? So it's like, girl, you know, you got to figure it out. Like what's going on here? Like, it's not fair for him. So <laughs> just to let you know what really happened through that season. But Adrena and Brody, they have this thing, but apparently they've always had this thing. Justin Bobby's able to go back to his uh, old neighborhood and really see what, you know, what's new and relive those memories and was able to see his dad because he was battling COVID and survived and, you know, I like the rest of the class, but the cast, but except for the Spidey, because these guys just love to cause drama. Interesting facts. They basically burn what they receive as in money. They see a financial planner and I'm like, I cannot believe you guys can spend 10 to $20,000 a month on food, which I'm like, what are you buying? Like, seriously, it's like a family of two. Like their son's not eating as much. It's he's such a toddler. Like, you know, it's not like you've got 19 other kids, but even with 19 kids, I don't think they're spending that much money on food. But yeah, I was just like, so confused by it. Oh gosh. If you're a fan of Laguna beach, the Hills, the city, uh, definitely watch it. I recommend it. Loved it. It was, it was awesome. I really did. Moving on to TLC shows, of course. Why not? Because I love TLC shows. Of course, I'm still watching 90 Day Fiance. I started watching Welcome to Platteville. They started their new season. This is where Ethan hasn't spoken to his parents after, um, apparently a year Mariah is in a new relationship and Micah wants to really take his modeling career to the next level and start acting. But I wonder what's going to happen with the family dynamics now that Ethan is not talking to his family. And, you know, they've always put the blame on his wife for ruining everything and letting him, you know, do all this other stuff. No, it's just the guy wanted to marry this woman who lives, I'm going to say this in air quotes, a normal life because they're stuck under a rock and their, their whole entire family is stuck under this rock. Blaming society is bad. Everything's bad. And having education is bad, which I'm just like, I roll to the max. How much more can I roll my eyes? And I'm curious to see how 
he comes out of that grudge and that anger that he has towards his family because he's protecting his wife and he had to choose between his marriage or the family and he decided to choose his marriage because he's happy and now they have these bumps on the road so I'm really curious how that turns out which the season just started literally last week the next show that I started watching is of course 90 Fiance I keep I think I've already said that that's something I continuously watch but Love in Paradise is a Discovery Plus exclusive show, which is kind of linked to 90 Fiance, which we've been recapping every Tuesday. And these are couples who are in different <laughs> countries, find love, and they are in this relationship and they're trying to figure out if it's, if this is going to work or not. Great drama, juicy. Just check out the recaps that we've been doing every Tuesday because definitely it's a good show to get into. It's new couples and you're just like, wow, this is the craziness that happens. The other one is Little People Big World. Now, I've mentioned this that I've really stopped watching it because I was getting tired of Amy just complaining and complaining. And, you know, you're in a new relationship right now. Yes, you still have to talk to Matt because you've got children together and you've got events, you've got grandchildren and you want to keep the family together. But it's always like this negativity. And I don't know, like, is Carol really in this serious relationship? Why hasn't Matt proposed to her? What is he waiting for? You know, there's so much going through my mind with them. But with Amy, she's the one that really just is a Debbie Downer. Like you're getting married. You're with Chris. So what if Chris has a great relationship with Matt? Just let it be like you've already moved on. Like seriously, what is the problem with her? Like she's just like, you know, nah, 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 nah. it's so annoying. And I decided to watch the last few episodes because, you know, Tori and Zach go through a traumatic experience of losing their child. They're mis they losing their, well, it wasn't really fully grown, but they lost their baby. I think it was at 12 weeks or eight weeks or something. It was very early and that was tragic and I felt so bad for them. But, um, the season finale, I thought Amy was going to get married at this point because it seems like they've been planning this wedding for such a long time. And during COVID, it makes it a lot longer. But I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to finally see the season finale of this of this show because I literally stopped watching it for quite some time. And when I saw like the previews, I was like, okay, let me let me watch it. And the finale of that season was was such a waste of time I'm thinking okay so this is it like there's no wedding we're just going to talk about what you've learned over the past year and how you guys plan to stay together and what's next for everybody and you know yeah okay Zach went to take his son uh Jackson to camping at the farm uh <laughs> Zach doesn't even know if he want to work with his dad because it's always his way or the highway. There's no input and he doesn't know if he wants to put in the investment or, you know, to 
put half of it and live on the farm. Like, it was just one of those. And I was like, oh, now I got to wait another season, probably towards the end, to to see Amy's wedding. Like, it was just a brutal finale. I'm not going to lie. It was just brutal. Do I recommend watching it? Now, if you're not really into since that into them since the beginning there's no point just letting you know that that was just a crappy finale so overall netflix love is blind explain the parisian agency the world's amazing vacation rentals my unorthodox uh, life check it out if you're interested watch the previews and see if you're going to be into it and then on mtv the hills loved it because I'm such a Laguna Beach fan been watching it since forever and then TLC welcome to Platteville um little people big world love in paradise on discovery plus of course 90 day fiance and on apple tv ted lasso season two is back I definitely recommend it it's such a great show and the morning show is coming back on TLC the my big fat fabulous life is back and I'm going to watch it and see what happens. Apparently she finds love uh, through a language app and there's some hesitations there. But I do love Todd. I love all the other cast members because <laughs> I love their remarks. And of course, her parents are freaking awesome on the show. So those are those shows that I've been watching the past couple months. And I hope, you know, it helps you kind of make that decision. Do I watch it? Do I not? Watch the previews, watch some YouTubes. I'm, I'm pretty sure on YouTube people have been reviewing most of these shows. I would be reviewing them, but it's just way too much work. And it's already a five-day-a-week um, episode launch on the podcast. So that's just a lot of work. But I just wanted to give you guys a brief overview of what I've been watching and seeing if it's worth it or not. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. I really appreciate all your time. And it's great that we're under the 30-minute mark. So I'm going to wrap this up, guys. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you to all my veteran listeners for continuing to support me. And for those listening uh, for the first time, I hope you enjoyed it. There's plenty of episodes to catch up on. We've hit 600 episodes. Woo-woo! This is the 600th episode that's being released. And uh, I can't wait to get to 1,000 because that's, like, my ultimate goal. And I cannot wait. Like, (laughs) there's so much good stuff happening. But thank you guys so much. Really appreciate your support. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And you're listening to to a little bit of everything everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now, and thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.